five, six, seven, eight. Hello, stagey loves. Happy Valentine's Day. Jocelyn, will you be my Galentine? Is that even a question? Duh. Ah! <laughs> We're cute. I'm not sending you anything, though. I don't want to leave my house. That's super fair. Totally fair. Will you watch The Prom with me? Will you go to prom with me? Yes, I will. I will watch The Prom with you. Deal. 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 As long as it's not some weird ass horror movie, I will watch anything with you. So valid. I totally I totally respect that. <laughs> And back to our previously scheduled programming, we have a super fun episode planned for you guys today. We do. We love musicals and celebrating holidays, as you all know. So we're going to count down and chat about everything from our favorite love musicals, couples, character crushes, and more. Our first segment is... That's a drum roll for those of you who can't see me, which is all of you. Favorite love songs. Chrissy, you go first. I want to hear your top five. Okay, here we go. Coming in at number five, we have My Junk from Spring Awakening. Number four, I have (laughs) I'm Sorry, Kerrigan Loudermilk. I think it's from, I know it's from musical, but I can never remember the name of that musical. But it is from a musical, I swear. (laughs) Okay, number three, we have You Shine from the Carrie revival. Number two, Who We Are and Who We Want to Be from the Bridges of Madison County. And number one on my list is The Origin of Love from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. I know. I do have to give an massive honorable mention to One Hand, One Heart from West Side Story. It should definitely be on my list, Mm -hmm. but it would only make sense within the number one slot because it is just incredible. However, I think The Origin of Love is the greatest musical theater love song of all time simply because it's so raw and packed with the truth, and it's the way I personally view love and soulmates. So, yeah. What's on your list, Jocelyn? Honestly, I just got to comment on the Hedvig slot and say I completely agree. You know, it kind of ties into the fact that there are different kinds of love songs, which is what made this challenge so damn difficult. Um, But I like that it goes back to that myth. And that's honestly one of my favorite little myths as well. Um, I just think that's beautiful. You also mentioned Bridges of Madison County, which I think personally is one of the most romantic like books stories musical um of all time if you're looking for something valentine's ish um and you're a reader uh pick up that book it's short but it is uh it's just it lends itself to being a musical it's extremely well done and uh you shine from carrie also gorgeous so cute love it 100 percent agree on that one woohoo yay (laughs) and now my list which was difficult i had a top i have a top i had a top two um i i do have five i can find five so i had a hard time with this challenge because as i mentioned there are a lot of different types of love songs out there friends um and i think that's 
what's so awesome about Valentine's Day because you can celebrate all the different kinds of love in your life. But when I first started the list, I tried to focus on like my favorite romantic duets. So I got two of those. I'm about to hit you with them. My very favorite, and I'm going to go backwards from what Chrissy did. I'm going to start with my number one slot, the most romantic musical theater song, in my opinion, is All I Ask of You from Phantom of the Opera, mainly because of that line, love me, that's all I ask of you. Like that is so, it's so simple, yet so brilliant. And um, yes, it will be playing at my wedding if I find some poor bastard to marry me. Any takers, anyone? Um, (laughs) What can I say? I'm a hopeless romantic. All right. My second favorite musical theater duet would have to be One Second and a Million Miles from Bridges of Madison County, which, like I said, is probably one of the most romantic stories of all time. And I think it really speaks to the fact that sometimes when you love someone, you don't get to be with them forever. But that doesn't change the amount of love and respect that you have for them. And even if you just have one second left together, you still have an you still have an eternity together in your hearts because you love them. And I'm doing a bad job of describing this, but go listen to it. There are it's on the YouTubes with uh, Kelly O'Hara and Steve Pasquale. And it's just gorgeous. It's it makes me weepy. This is where my list starts to get a little messy, and you might be thinking, your list is already a mess. Because if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know that I hate picking favorites. Picking favorites is hard, because there's so much amazingness in the world. But I have my next two songs on my list are two songs that I think they're brilliant love songs. And the first is My White Knight from The Music Man. It's kind of like, the ultimate like crush song to me. It's just, it's beautiful. It's about, you know, your ideal person and who they might be, but in the most simplistic of, of ways. And the second, I think something wonderful from the King and I is both one of the saddest love songs ever written. Ruthie Ann Miles, look it up. Uh, there's the Tony performance for The King and I. She brings that song and she turns it into not just a sad song, but a beautiful love song, which is what it is. And I think you should all go see it if you have not. And wrapping it up at number five, <laughs> um, it's hard to choose, but I would have to say any like Irving Berlin or George Gershwin standard could easily fill that slot. You know what? I'm going to say maybe even Cole Porter as well. There are just some gorgeous uh, jazz standards that are gorgeous love songs. And they kind of fit both into the musical theater and pop music category. Uh, but what I, I love, huh, what I love about these love songs is that the words are simple. You know, it's just a simple, beautiful sentiment. And um, a good example is I Got Lost in His Arms from Annie Get Your Gun by Irving Berlin. And you know that I got lost, but look what I found. It's just, there's that beautiful simplicity in those old school lyrics 
that you don't really find anywhere else. So there's your homework for the week. <laughs> Go look at some George Gershwin, Irving Berlin, and Cole Porter uh, songs, both in and out of the realm of musical theater, because they will set your little heart on fire. And you'll probably cry just like a little bit. <laughs> anyway. I will say that it's so funny of all the Bridges songs that you chose One Second in a Million Miles and I chose um, and Who We Are and Who You Want to Be. And they are both like on the complete opposite spectrum of their relationship in that musical. And I just think it's so great that there's these two beautiful songs that can showcase that over-the-top, beautiful, luscious love. And then one where it's like the simple things like making toast in the morning and getting the kids to school. And I just I just think that's great. Yeah. Honestly, Jason Robert Brown has done many amazing things. But Bridges of Madison County, to me, uh, that's his that's his masterpiece. That's his Mona Lisa, you know? It should be in the Louvre. It's um it's just gorgeous. And you know what he does with uh, such a beautiful little book. He does it all while staying so true to the to the source of the story. And it's just I feel like I'm doing marketing for Bridges of Madison County. Honestly, been there, done that. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, I think it's kind of a great segue as we were talking about this, you know, beautiful love story to go into who is on your list of the top five favorite musical theater couples. Ooh. Okay, so while writing this, I've realized that I don't have much attachment to couples within musicals. Like most of the couples within my favorite musicals usually don't have big scenes, if that makes sense. You'll see what I mean when I list some of these off. So at number five, being one of those couples is Tommy and Sue from Carrie. I mean, they are technically, they are the couple within the musical, but I mean, they maybe have like three like big scenes together, if any. Yeah, because it's not like Carrie isn't like a romantic musical. I think we can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Coming in at number four, I have... Paulette and Kyle from Legally Blonde. They're so cute. The UPS guy. We love that. Bend and snaps to them. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I have Angel and Collins from Rent. Who doesn't love Angel and Collins? I mean, come on. I think they're one of like one of the most wholesome couples within musical theater. Like you don't see them fighting and arguing the whole time and it's beautiful like that's what I was trying to find out of all the couples that I enjoy I'm like I don't know any that have like a really nice solid relationship and there's no infidelity or anything and then I was like oh Colin's an angel cute it's for the drama come on it's musical theater it has to be dramatic <laughs> but I know I know what you mean and I mean Colin's an angel you know a thousand sweet kisses. Who like that? Oh, another beautiful yet simplistic line that kind of sums up their relationship. 
just lift me on. I'll be your blanket. I mean, that is what I say to my hush blanket every night, man. (laughs) (laughs) We are clearly living it up this Valentine's Day Eve. And if you don't own a weighted blanket, this is your sign to get one. (laughs) Coming in at number two, we have another Legally Blonde couple with Ellen Emmett. Who doesn't love that love story? I mean, they're so sweet. They're really cute. Are you ready? Christian Boros, adorable. Yes, I'm ready for your number one. Oh my gosh. So adorable. Number one is Barry and Cynthia from (gasps) Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And I totally feel weird saying Barry and Cynthia because they are real people, but their dialogue, the dialogue written for the character versions in Beautiful is like no other. They're just brilliant. I love the writing for them and the slow burn chemistry. I love them. Oh, we're great in all we're good all in the all rooms. the rooms. I also love Barry and Cynthia. And I really I was my goal was to avoid like real people on my list. Uh, but Barry and Cynthia would have definitely been on there um, if I hadn't given myself that limit. How about you? Who made your top five list? Okay, before I go into my top five, since we were still on the topic of like, you know, real people that I didn't put on my list because I wasn't sure if it was weird or not. I love, uh, just before I go into my top five, I want to give an honorable mention to Gloria and Emilio Estefan from On Your Feet and also Real Life. Um, yes. I love them so much and the way that the show um, I mean obviously they, they, you know they even market it as the Gloria and Emilio Estefan musical um, because you know we all just immediately think of Gloria but everything they have done their entire careers it's been a partnership and you know they're equals and I, that's kind of what I was looking for kind of wh- as I navigated myself through this challenge. I wanted to look for couples who, you know, supported and encouraged and inspired each other to be, you know, the best that they could be and had that sense of equalness. And so, yeah, Gloria and Emilio Stefan um, are definitely on the top of my list um, in the sense that they are not. But moving right along. At number one, I have George and Amalia from She Loves Me. Because, come on, guys. That, it, that is the cutest, cutest stuff. And they challenge each other. They have a lot of similarities. And, you know, they bond over their love of books, which, like, Obviously, that's something I'm going to find super romantic. At number two, I have Catherine and Jack from Newsies because they challenge each other and they push each other. And I always kind of like the couples who are obviously in love, but, you know, it takes them a little bit of time to realize that they have that uh, connection with each other. At number three, we have Robert and Francesca from Bridges of Madison County. At number four... I have Adam and Barbara from Beetlejuice because they support each other and help each other grow through their trials. And they just encourage each other's personal growth. And 
isn't that what we all want out of, out of like a long-term partner? We want somebody who is going to grow with us and encourage our growth. And at number five, I have Donnie and Julia from Bandstand because their love is patient. They have to overcome a lot personally to be able to open up to love each other. They have a strong friendship, and then they finally are able to have that moment where they come together um, romantically. And it's, it's, be- it's beautifully done, and I love Bandstand. So those are my favorite musical theater couples. I love it. That's a great list. Thank you. It was it was it was hard to pick just five, but then it was also hard to pick five because you know I get, I had to give myself some criteria, otherwise I would have just listed all of the couples in the world. Totally agree with that. Okay, so this is a really fun one. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Our character crushes. Oh no, I'm gonna expose myself with these. <laughs> So just a little backstory here. Jocelyn and I, we usually write a script, just a little kind of outline before we do stuff. Most of the time we do write almost word for word. Um, But this part, we were like, let's not tell each other (laughs) for the shock value and the laughter. So you are getting live reactions right now. Um, Yeah. We've just kind of told y'all an insider secret. We have a script because if we don't have one, these episodes would probably be like two hours long. So that being said, I'm kind of excited and kind of scared to hear Chrissy's theater crushes. Do you want to go first? <laughs> no, I want to hear yours first. I'm oh, my God. I haven't even picked five yet. I'm at like three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh. So just this list is basically, if you want to know my taste in men, it's awful. And it's garbage. It's absolute, utter trash. And it's totally this list. I mean, and they're all very different. Well, yeah, yeah. All of them are very, very different, which again, totally my taste in men. Okay. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. This is kind of like when you, you know, if you ever come home with another boyfriend, it's kind of like, why did you bring me that? (laughs) I'm nervous. Okay, tell me your list. I'm going to go from five to one. Okay. Okay. Number five, we have Hugo Peabody from Bye Bye Birdie. Okay, fair enough. Hugo's a nice boy. I'd bring him home to mom and dad, wouldn't you? Don't ask me. Ask Conrad Birdie. He's a thief of love. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, I love sweet, sweet Hugo. So you get a pass on that. That's a plus. Thank you. I also have big love for um, Bobby Rydell, who played Hugo Peabody in the film adaptation of Bye Bye Birdie. So big love for that. <laughs> okay, now this is where it turns a bit weird. Yeah, I figured. Number four. Number four is Jerry Goffin from Beautiful, the Carol King musical. But like Jerry Goffin within the first 20 minutes of the show, to be fair. Okay. To be fair. And like 
with with uh, Jerry Goffin, a lot of his not so great behavior was not his fault. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, again, you get a pass. You you do get a pass on that one. I figured he would be on your list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also very much that person in the relationship who is like, "Let me try and help you heal through this." And God, Jerry just ticks off those check marks for me. <laughs> it's really bad. No, but he 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 is quite lovable. And yeah. if, if you listen to our uh, previous podcast episode with Shalina Kennedy, who played Carol King in Beautiful, she uh, she talked a lot about how fondly uh, Carol King continued to speak of Jerry Goffin um, after their relationship had ended, right? And they remained friends and all that sort of stuff. And so Jerry Goffin actually has points for me. And I love their relationship because they clearly had enough love and respect for each other that after everything they were able to, you know, continue being teammates and friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shalina and I actually had a little chat in that episode about Jerry and how the character version is perceived by the audience. And yeah, you should definitely listen to that because it's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Number three. Oh, no. Number three is all the dads in Mamma Mia, Sam, Bill, and Harry. (laughs) (laughs) You saucy minx. Why, thank you. All right. Just, you know, be careful. So when you do have a baby, we don't have three options, okay? (laughs) Gonna be a wide aisle. (laughs) I don't even know how to react to this. That's just, I wasn't expecting that one. You got me. (laughs) Okay, but I, you know, I have to jump in and say that, you know, Sam is just precious. I like Sam. Silver foxes, all of them. I do love a good silver fox. Maybe not three at the same time, but like one. (laughs) Well, Donna didn't have it all at the same time, so I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at the same time, but like close enough together to not know who the father of her daughter was. It's true. I'm not not judging her because you know what? They're all beautiful men. But poor Sophie. (laughs) We are not judging her. In fact, we are applauding her. I mean, (laughs) Sam, Bill, and Terry. Way to go, Donna. I have to blame Mamma Mia, too, for all of this because everybody who saw it is like, I want to be Donna Sheridan and run off to Greece and date three beautiful men. Which, like, same. But, you know, I'd settle for one. Let's just order some dungarees and call it a day. I have, as if I don't already have some, please. It's the plane ticket to Europe I need. If anybody wants to buy me one, um... DM me. Okay. Number two on my list is, and no one's surprised, but it's a hickey from Kaniki. No. Take a walk. No. I Take grew a walk. up a Kaniki girl, never cared for Danny. It's always been Kaniki for me. So, well, Kinnick- neither of them are great. <laughs> no guy in Greece is even close to good. However, Kaniki, ugh. Yes. 
I, once again, you, I have no words and um, don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> What's that line that Frenchie says in Greece when she's like, men are rats. They're ticks on fleas on rats. They're worse than that. And that's because the men in Greece are trash. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I feel like this list just explains so much for me right now in life. So let's keep it rolling to number one. And once again, no one is surprised. Number one is Strat from Bat Out of Hell. All right. You know, he's on my list too because he's a hottie, hot, hottie. Um, but oh my God, he talks so damn much. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But you know what? I love and respect that for you. Thanks. I support that in Hugo Peabody, and that's about it. <laughs> I'd say I was glad you were choosing men in your age range, but um, <laughs> considering he's a freezer. Um, right. I don't know what to tell Listen, you. Listen, I would love to be a freezer, but that's besides the point for today. Like I said, Strat is also on my list. Um, and you know what? We've all liked a motorcycle bad boy once in a while. And, uh, you know, as far as bad boys go, he's not like that bad of a bad boy. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not Kanicki, so. <laughs> Kanicki is something else entirely, my friend. Okay, I want to know who's on your list. Okay. So right now I have four on my list. And I might just throw in a fifth one if we get to the end here, okay? If I think of anything. Uh, but yes, Strat from Bat was number four on my list um, because, you know, my inner Sagittarius loves a man who will show up on a motorcycle and whisk you away for the evening. And, you know, he's kind of a harmless bad boy, and we, we appreciate that in this house. Also on my list, all right, up at, you know, number one, we have... Emmett Forrest from Legally Blonde because he's a sweetheart, he's smart, he has a good relationship with his mother. He's just, he's such a sweet and supportive guy. What's not to love? What is not to love? I love him. I like where this is going so far. You're doing good. Much better than I. <laughs> it's okay. You can, you'll be able to judge me when we get to number three, okay? <laughs> number two, Jack Kelly from Newsies. Because, you know what, we love a man that gets passionate about a cause, but uh, what I really love about Jack is that he's pretty headstrong, and, you know, he's passionate, uh, but, you know, he needs kind of the other side of things to, like, even him out, and I think, and I think I could do that. Those are some really, <laughs> those are some great qualities, and meanwhile, all I really loved was his hat. Yes, I also like his hat. His hat is a bonus. And oh, and he's an artist too. He like paints and draws and stuff. Like he's sensitive on, on the inside. But that hat though. We love the hat. Okay, this is number three is where I kind of expose myself a lot here. But <clears throat> at number three, we have Fiero from Wicked. And it's not just because of the pants. <laughs> um. Yes, Fierro comes off as a little bit of a jerk, 
So part of my decision kind of comes from like the book a little bit. I cheated sort of. You know what? He's a fun guy. He's not entirely smart, but he's a sweet guy. And you know what? Sometimes in your life, you just need a sweet guy who maybe ain't too smart. I need a himbo. Stop it. I'm trying to think of like a number five, but I'm coming up at a blank and I've already embarrassed myself a lot. Let me just bang it out real quick, all right? At number one, we got Emmett from Legally Blonde. Then we got Jack Kelly from Newsies. And then we got Fierro from Wicked. And Strat from Bad Out of Hell comes in at number four. I realized I don't have a lot of, like, musical crushes, like, character-wise. Me neither. It's kind of weird, but you know what? That's okay. Actually, <laughs> Frankenverter. You know, he almost made my list. Oh, for real? Okay. Or, actually, you know, sticking with my you know, sweet but not all that smart routine, like um, theme here, Rocky from Rocky Horror. You know what? In the stage version, because a lot of you have probably seen like just the movie, in the stage version, he has more to say. And now for our all-time favorite romantic musical, I'm personally going to go with The Bridges of Madison County because it's actually the only like straight-up romance musical I've seen. Um, I know that kind of for a while was like claiming to be a love story for the ages type of thing I don't really think so so I'm gonna go with Bridges and say that is my favorite love story musical (laughs) Mm, I need a drink that's funny (laughs) okay go for your what's yours you know Bridges was a very close second because Anyway, if you, you know, you're listening to this episode. You know I love Bridges in Madison County. I have absolutely no dispute, but complete and total agreement. Um, but, you know, since it's Valentine's Day, I decided not to pick, like, the most, like, romantic musical to me, but the most, like, Valentine's Day suited musical to me because of the romance. And I say She Loves Me takes the cake as number one because... It's literally your ultimate romantic comedy musical. I love it. I love it. And um, I think it's Broadway HD that has the pro shot with Zachary Levi and Laura Benanti. So go check it out. It's, 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 it's definitely worth like the $8. And now we have just a few Valentine's Day based questions. Ooh. Yes. So I'm excited. Have you ever seen a musical on Valentine's Day? Uh no, I have not. I have not. Although like does like watching a musical from home count? Because like I watched Romeo and Juliet today and it's the day before Valentine's Day. So that was kind of fitting. <laughs> it's uh the new Romeo and Juliet from Metcalf and Gordon Productions. You can still get a ticket till the end of February. Go check it out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, And even if you don't like Shakespeare, you'll like this uh, adaptation. So that's my answer. It's Valentine's Day adjacent. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, I mean, I've never seen one live in a theater. But for a while, I used to watch the 2004 movie version of The Phantom of the Opera on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Which is like as cheddar cheese as you can get, right? (laughs) So we both grew up being theater kids, studied theater. Theater dorks. Theater dorks. 
Have you ever had a showmance or a theater kid <laughs> romance? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I stage kissed my best friend once. Does that count? <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, I um, I have not actually, especially like in college and stuff. Like, I was kind of too busy to like have a romance, and honestly. I couldn't handle the pressure. Um, I, you know, it just, it, it, it never occurred to me uh, to find one. But you know what? I, I fully support people who do. Tell me your story. Okay, so um, if you have known me for a while, you'll know of this story. And it's a really funny one. Um, we still are on social media with each other. So it's all good. I won't name any names, but I did date someone in the musical theater Broadway world. Dun dun. Ish. Yes. Um, it was this cute little long distance thing. It was really funny. We were both like teenagers at the time, late teens. So yeah, that it's been gosh, like seven, eight years now. Oh my goodness. Maybe not that long. Anyways, besides the point. We're getting old. We are. So anyways, we would like text every day and call every day. And then around like two, three months into this, <laughs> I was contacted by a girl who was like, hey, um, the person that like you're with, I'm also with this person. And I was like, girl what <laughs> I was like what anyways we started like exchanging everything this person said to us and it turned out being like all of the same stuff everything on phone calls and such we were like this is nuts and I forget mm. I totally forget what we did in the moment I think we both I think we facetimed him or something because at the time it was just coming out that you could do like more than one person on FaceTime. One of us started the call and then the other popped up. <laughs> Anyways, this girl and I became like really good friends afterwards. And I just think that's a really funny stagey story. And it's so typical musical theater kids. So I just I love it. <laughs> no hard feelings anywhere. <laughs> Everything's all good with everyone. <laughs> I love you and I love your stories because it always feels like one of those Reddit threads. <laughs> and like, I don't have a lot of great stories, so I'm glad you have a lot of them. Uh, but you know what? FaceTiming him, I would have like, I would have paid some good money to like see his face when you both showed up. I so wish I could remember it, but I'm positive it was on FaceTime and, and one of us popped up like two minutes into the call when you can like accept another caller or something. It was really good. You know what? That's what I love about girls is, uh, you know, it's girls supporting girls there. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it because, you know, you could have, you could have, you know, fought each other, but like you didn't. Exactly. And I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> there was never any hard feelings with the guy either. I think we all just kind of found it funny. I don't know. We were all really young. It wasn't really like, oh, I'm in love with you. Well, Mm. It was all cute fun. 
Yeah, you know, it's that it's it's that kind of like puppy love. Yes, it's that cute, like innocent love before like the real big loves of your life. Yeah, I I hear that. I hear that. It was all in good fun. <laughs> I just thought I'd share it because it always makes me giggle when I remember. <laughs> you shared a story. I will share my one and only story with you. Yes, please. About well, it's not really a love story, but I guess it could kind of be a love story. It could have been a love story, Ooh. but it was not. Um, so this one time when Kirstie and I were still early in our friendship, we went to see Bad Out of Health together, uh, but we didn't sit together because I decided to go at the last minute. And I ended up sitting beside a group of people I did not know, as you know, you usually do in a theater. And this guy who was like around our age, you know, was sitting beside me. And he was nice. And he kept on asking me like kind of questions uh, about the show. Because, you know, he had asked me if I had seen it before, and um, I had to say yes, because I had. <laughs> and uh, anyway, no, we just kind of got to, like, chatting before the show and uh, during intermission. And he asked me out during intermission at that, and it was really cute. And we did end up going on a date. It didn't work out, which is fine. It was like, it wasn't a hard feelings thing. It was just like, you know, you're nice, but like... Just wasn't wasn't love, baby. But I'll always that's like the cutest thing that's happened to me in a theater. So I thought I would share it. <laughs> that is really cute. <laughs> I mean it's a little lame, um, by romantic standards for Valentine's Day. But you know what? Had everything, you know. I don't want to say worked out because, like, I feel like it did work out because if you're, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But, you know, in another universe, that would have been, like, a very romantic first meeting story. Now, this is our last question. Really quickly, off the top of your head, one romance musical theater album that you would recommend for our listeners to listen to tomorrow or today as this is coming out on Valentine's Day? Uh, shit. Well, Bridges of Madison County, duh. I would, I keep wanting to say Moulin Rouge. So I'm going to say Moulin Rouge because that's also great. We want to wish all of you a very safe and lovely Valentine's Day. We're sending you so much love. May you use today to eat chocolate and celebrate all the different kinds of love in your life. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's with your cat. Maybe it's with a friend. Or maybe it is with your significant other. But we want all of our listeners to know that all kinds of love are valid and we're celebrating. And I mean, it's a day where you get to eat chocolate. So like, huh, what's not to love? So down for that. Also, if you're of legal age, you can check out my latest blog post where I've created some fun little cocktails for you based on musical theater shows. Yes. I mean, I have no like... I don't think I have enough alcohol in the house to like make any of those drinks, but they look delicious. So I highly encourage those of you um, who are able to try a few out and, you know, maybe bring me one. Um, coming out tomorrow on my end is actually I've been working on a list of some of my favorite musical theater couples. So if you'd like to judge my taste a little bit more, you're more than welcome to check it out at www.bothsidesofthecurtain.com. <laughs> oh, and, you know, Romeo and Juliet stuff. And as always, you can find me at breakalakeblog.com. 
We'll see you really soon. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. We got lots of exciting stuff coming your way for February. Bye. Bye.